the magical nature of energy can turn what appears to be a coffin into a chrysalis. Putting aside conventional definitions, today we're looking at energy as the phenomenon of ongoing movement and repose throughout the universe that can appear mathematical and magical, subtle and cataclysmic, practical and fractal, but always transformational. I'm Joe Kornowski. Imagine if we were all caterpillars. Our description of the death process would tell the story of how, when our time comes, each of us would stop eating, find a safe and protected spot, spin a silk button, and then attach our back legs to it. Sometime over the next 12 to 24 hours, we would make what humans call a chrysalis, what we caterpillars know as a coffin. By shedding our old skin to form a protective covering, whatever was left of us would remain in our coffin chrysalis for 5 to 21 days, or sometimes maybe even up to three years if it's in a very dry desert-like environment. In any event, at some point, a fellow caterpillar might notice that the coffin chrysalis has just disappeared. Now, some caterpillars claim to have witnessed a very strange phenomenon where a bizarre and colorful being emerges from the coffin chrysalis and suddenly disappears into the sky. According to our caterpillar traditions and beliefs, this is the soul or spirit of our dearly departed caterpillar ascending to what humans sometimes call heaven or the great beyond. Of course, others of us believe these are just fanciful stories to shield us from accepting the hard truth of our inevitable death. Now, looking at the caterpillar's life cycle process as an analogy, we can make much more sense of the biblical account of how a group of women over 2,023 years ago went to visit a burial cave where the body of their spiritual leader named Jesus was laid to rest only to find the large boulder that blocked the entrance to the chamber rolled away and no body inside. And while they were very upset and naturally assumed his body had been stolen, whether by his enemies or followers, some members of Jesus' inner circle later reported that he visited with them in a new spiritual form gave them instructions. As we can see, this phenomenon clearly aligns with the natural law that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, rather it can only be transformed or transferred from one form to another. And that's true for both the scientist and the priest. I'm reminded of a quote by David Icke in his book, The Biggest Secret, the book that will change the world. He writes, It is important to realize that two conflicting statements can both be equally true, depending on the level from which you observe the same situation. That is how we can see that the caterpillar's coffin and the butterfly's egg are equally true, and the same thing. So. We know that energy always moves and sometimes changes form and we at least expect it. Depending on the nature of the energy and its possible forms of change, we might choose to see it as a potential opportunity and try to influence or direct exchange in ways that we believe will benefit us. Of course, nothing is a given, except the inevitability of the energy and some kind of change. In the field of physics and chemistry, the law of conservation of energy states that the total energy of an isolated system remains constant or conserved over time. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed, rather it can only be transformed or transferred from one form to another. So, for instance, chemical energy is converted to kinetic energy when a stick of dynamite explodes. If one adds up all the forms of energy that were released in the explosion, such as the kinetic energy and potential energy of the pieces, as well as heat and sound, one will get the exact decrease of chemical energy in the combustion of the dynamite. The sturm and drang of human experience can be viewed as the seemingly limitless ways that each of us chooses to apply, manipulate, and direct energy of all types over the course of our finite number of heartbeats. 
What most of us fail to realize is that even our smallest choices about what kind of energy we use and how we use it in our lives at any particular point can have profound effects, not only on our lives, but on the lives of those around us and even strangers we've never met. The important part is to be as conscious as possible about what energy we have and how we can best use it for the benefit of ourselves and others. In the Black Swan framework, we discussed this in terms of awareness, acceptance, and action to be optimally conscious of what's going on around us, accepting its implications, and then making thoughtful and wise decisions about what action to take, if any. Sometimes that means taking maximal advantage of sudden opportunities. Other times, it means moving to minimize the risks of bad outcomes. But at this point, in the brief evolution of this podcast, it already is time to shift away from focusing on risks and opportunities in favor of following the flow of energy itself. With gratitude and appreciation for where we've been, we will direct and redeploy the energy that has been expressed as the Black Swan Orange podcast. We humans have this false sense, this false belief, that everything in our world has a beginning, middle, and end. It's a fiction, a convenient construct, but not the truth. The reality of energy itself, the bedrock of reality which permeates everything in our world and probably extends beyond the dimension we inhabit physically. The truth of energy is an ongoing cycle of beginning, expression, new beginning and new form, expression, new beginning, and on it goes. When the energy that up until now has manifested as the Black Swan Orange podcast emerges from its chrysalis, it will appear in a new form called More Wave, Less Particle. Expressed in a new podcast, we will explore ways we can each gather, express, redirect, and transform the energy that shows up in our lives to optimize opportunity, increase the number and quality of our choices, and bring greater fulfillment to our lives. We will reference a broader and more diverse range of resources to help guide our way, whether from science, academia, spirituality, philosophy, and other appropriate and useful disciplines. Look for the More Wave, Less Particle podcast in about two weeks on your preferred podcast delivery app. Until then, I leave you with this thought from David Icke in his book, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More. Those who danced were thought to be quite insane by those who could not hear the music.